Today is Tuesday, March 22nd. The title for our devotional is Kingdom and Belonging. This week, uh, John and I are recording some conversations uh, on our new mission statement and core values. And each day this week, we're going to be going through two of them. And then on Friday, we'll record a recap. So first, I want to read a few verses that come to mind when we talk about kingdom. Uh, We seek first the kingdom of God. We center our lives around Jesus. God's will is our highest priority and the primary lens through which we view the world. Matthew 6, 9 through 10 comes to mind. Jesus teaches us to pray. He says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus teaches us to pray for God's kingdom to come here to earth. Matthew 4, 17, uh, from that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. That was Jesus' primary message, was the kingdom of God has come near, and the kingdom of God has come through him. Second, we talk about belonging. Belonging is our next core value. Uh, the, The phrase underneath it that we've written is, as children of God, our connection with one another is more than social. Christ's love empowers us to love each other like family. A couple of the verses that come to mind that emphasize this idea is Romans 12, 4 through 5. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Now you are the body of Christ. And each of you is a part of it. Both of those verses emphasize the belonging nature of being a part of the body of Christ. That this is, again, the scripture talks so often about uh, us as being brothers and sisters. So the idea is that we are part of the same family. And when you're part of that family, you belong to that family. So now John and I have, uh, are going to just kind of chat about these two values and why we wrote them, and what are some of the ideas uh, encapsulated within them. So first, let's start off talking about kingdom. John, your thoughts on kingdom. Yes, I was thinking about this. The the thing that kept coming to my mind was the the terminology of like your true colors, right? So when um, when when people show their true colors and where they're truly where their allegiance lies, and I think um, when things get tough, when things get um, somewhat divisive, um, stressful, whatever it is, we tend to show our true colors, right? Mm-hmm. So it's easy to, a lot of the things that are listed there are easy to do some of the time. Um, but w- when things get hard and when, when secondary allegiances are, are stressed, you know, or, or I'd say allegiances that are supposed to be secondary are stressed. I think that's when we see our true colors. And so our heart is that as a church art, I mean, there's not, I mean, thinking about like Jersey colors or something like that, like the team that you're on, right? Mm-hmm. Our, our true colors should be, should be the kingdom of God, seeking first the kingdom of God. And I think in, in a lot of instances, it's difficult, uh, it's difficult to, to truly make that our first allegiance because we feel like there's these other things that, that have such an impact on our daily lives. Mm-hmm. You know, God's the same all the time. These other things are always changing. And so they cause us to be anxious and, and want to grasp for control, right? Um, but we want our we want our true colors to be the kingdom of God, and so when we have to choose an allegiance, when we have to choose between between the kingdom of God and our country, we should choose the kingdom of God. Certainly, when we need to choose between the kingdom of God and our political party, 
um, or I mean, gosh, I mean, silly ones are our, our sports teams, allegiances, whatever it is, mm-hmm. our, our ethnicity. There's all these other identifiers that we can use, but the kingdom of God should come first. And it is the primary lens through which we should view the world. So when we look at what's happening in the world, our primary lens should be what, what, what would Christ desire of me? Um, there's a lot going on right now uh, between Russia and the Ukraine, and it's been interesting to watch. In our country, there's some commentators and some uh, some people who are so caught up in in the allegiance to their team in the culture war that they can't help but make this this huge important conflict on the other side of the world. They can't help but make it about the culture war that they're a part of back home, and that's an example of them showing their true color, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we want, when things change, when big things happen, we want our true colors to show and we want those colors to be the kingdom of God. That's our, our truly our first allegiance. It's our highest priority and it's how we view the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I think about the uh, kingdom of God, I, the, the, God's will is just wrapped up in that. So when Jesus teaches us to pray, he prays, you know, your kingdom come, your will be done is the immediate following line on earth as it is in heaven. And for us it, as a church, that's one of our, why this is our value is we, because we want God's will to be one of our, uh, our highest priority. And uh, that can be, <laughs> that, that necessarily implies that it's not my will, that is my highest priority. So some things that I may want or some things that I may desire uh, out of my life, if they don't align with God's will, then we should be willing to submit to God's will. And as you as you said before, which I think is so is so good, is when when stress comes into our life, um, that's where the pressure test comes, and we see what our truest value is. So when we when we lose a job, when we transition out of a job, when our relationship with our spouse or with our kids are strained, or you know, there's tension in the political landscape around us within your, within your political tribe or your group or whatever there might be, whenever there's like stress on our lives, like that's where, that's where it reveals what our truest priority is. Like what decisions are we going to make? Are they aligned with the kingdom of God and the values of the kingdom of God? Or are they more aligned with, with our own selfish desires or with our, our other tribes that we consider ourselves to be a part of? So the kingdom of God then needs to be our primary, uh, our primary priority and our driving factor in our lives. And I mean, we talk about this a lot, but I think we have, and I have it too. I'm not trying to externalize this, but we have, we're very good at, at convincing ourselves that, that God's will is aligned with our will. So the things that we want, um, God, God wants the things that we're afraid of, God hates or God wants us to be afraid of or or whatever. We wouldn't say that God's afraid of them, but, but I think that's a trap that we fall into very easily in, in, in the church today is we just simply, we, we just, our will is our primary lens. So we are looking at the Bible. We are looking at uh, the life of Jesus, but we're looking through the lens of our will and then projecting that onto those things that goes right back to what we talked about yesterday with abundant life in Christ. This whole idea of, of kingdom is that no God's will comes first. Jesus is the King of the kingdom that we're a part of. We are citizens of that kingdom. That's where our allegiance lies. And so if we decide to do something or not do something, 
Um, it, that should be what we're thinking about primarily. Nobody does this perfectly, but I think in so many cases we are, we are, we are, we are viewing our faith, really all aspects of our faith through the lens of our will. Mm-hmm. When we do that, it's, it's going to be corrupted because we are, we don't have, um, we're just imperfect. We're sinful. And so, um, to be able to, to look at God's word, look at the life of Jesus, ask for the Holy Spirit's guidance to, to help us in sensing what God's will is, mm-hmm. knowing what God's will is and saying, no, that is going to be our priority, even when it's hard. Yeah. So when we seek God's kingdom first, that has, that has very personal implications for like, how am I going to spend my money or how am I going to spend my time? What communities am I going to invest in? That has further reaching implications as well for how we view things like, uh, like racial reconciliation in our country mm-hmm. for, how we view um, immigration, how we view the conflict in between Russia and Ukraine, uh, having a kingdom, having a kingdom mindset, it it changes the just the way that we perceive the world. As as we wrote in that description, the primary lens through which we view the world is through the kingdom. So when we when we view it all through God's God's will, God's uh, God's working throughout all of the world, that it may my view might be something different based on. Uh, Let's say, let's say immigration, my, my tendency or my fears might inform my view in some towards one direction or another on that. Um, but when I am seeking God's kingdom first and I'm striving to have a kingdom mindset about this, that may change and inform how I view the entire situation and, and be more prone to accepting, to uh, uh, encouraging and, and looking for opportunities and ways to share the gospel and and live out the gospel with more folks. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that simply saying, okay, we're going to, we're going to look at everything happening in the world through this lens. That doesn't mean it makes all the answers easy for sure. There's still a lot of difficulty. There's still a lot of tension, mm-hmm. but, um, but shifting, shifting that lens and saying, okay, God, what is your will here? Mm-hmm. Just that makes a huge difference in how we, how we view these things. Cause we are naturally so self-centered, right? Mm-hmm. And so shifting that is, is massive. That doesn't mean we're going to get it right all the time. That doesn't mean all Christians are going to agree on everything. We obviously and certainly don't. But, um, but it's possible to disagree from a good faith place of saying, I'm trying to get a sense of what God's will is, mm-hmm. right? And there's a big difference between that sort of disagreement mm-hmm. than one that, that the, uh, the allegiance and the goals and the values and the why behind it are really just not kingdom at all. Yeah. Right now let's transition to talk about uh, belonging and how we as a church community are to belong to one another, as Romans 12 says, and how 1 Corinthians says that each one of us is a part of it, that we are a part of this community together. John, you preached on this a little while ago. What are some of your, what are some of your beginning thoughts on belonging? I think, the, I think belonging is something that we talked about in church yesterday. Libby talked about it too, not yesterday. This is come, going out on Tuesday, so on, on Sunday. This is going out a week, a from. week from, so nine <laughs> days ago, Libby talked about this in church. Um, but uh, this idea that we have this core need to belong, to know and to be known. We were created that way. Um, going back to the creation account of the idea that it is not good for us to be alone um, right there in, in the book of Genesis. And we believe that. Um, and I think w- one of the shifts that, that's happened in, in my life over the last couple of years. Um, as I've, as we've continued, like as our church has continued to morph and change is I've, I've 
sensed more and more a need in myself to be able to know and be known in our church. And so, um, cause in a lot of cases, pastors can get very isolated as they lead. And, and I, I simply, I simply just, I'm not willing to do that. Um, cause I have this need, uh, to know and to be known. And I, and I desire that so deeply. And so that's, that sort of sent me unpacking some of these things. Um, but in the sense of, in the sense of this value for our church, I think, I think that the idea is that that in a lot of cases, church connection, church relationships can be skin deep. They don't. They never get to a deeper place. Um, it's very much like a, a hi, how are you on Sunday morning, you know. And that's not necessarily the worst thing. It's okay to ha- you know be able to interact with people in that way. But we want to love each other like family. We want to be. We want to be more than simply than simply you know surface level friendships at our church, we want to love each other like family. And that's something that doesn't happen overnight. If someone walks in the door for the first time, they're not going to feel that sense, that deep sense of belonging that quickly. And they probably shouldn't, to be honest, if they right. do, that's <laughs> there's probably something unhealthy happening right. there. Right. But, but we want to do the long, hard work of belonging together. And, uh, and we want to belong in our identity as children of God. Mm-hmm. So we want to have that shared identity. Um, and then, and then have that connection through the love of Christ to love each other like family. Mm-hmm. The thing that comes to mind when I think about belonging is, is just our view of church, uh, how we, what we view church is and what it's all about. And there's a lot of corny, cheesy things that I can say here, but like we, we really strive to be a church community that that's not just well, a, an event that we have on Sunday morning. That is much more of, people invested in each other's lives, like the concept of family, the concept of brothers and sisters who are invested in each other's lives outside of this, who see one another outside of this, who help one another and care for one another outside of just the Sunday morning experience, which Sunday morning is super important. It's where we all get together. That's like the common place where we all see each other and worship uh, on Sunday morning. It's, it's very important, but we want to be a, we don't want to view church as just that church is is what happens throughout the week as well and how we how we love one another and how we get involved into each other's lives. And I think in our in our program minded culture, um, we can very easily just view church as what happens on Sunday instead of viewing church as the relationships and the the people and the community connections of like family that we are called to be. And if it, and again, so that's the first thing that comes to mind when I think of this is just viewing church as much more than just what happens on Sunday morning, where we interact and we worship together. But we we it's hard to get that family experience with just uh, one one time during the week, one connection point. Yeah, the only other thing that came to my mind is that true belonging is um, you you can't truly belong if you're if you're pretending, right? So if you're if you're always projecting your best self, right. the the version of you that people are accepting, you know, and saying, yes, we love this person, isn't the real you if you're always putting on your Sunday best, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. So we want, we want, um, we want to have real authentic relationships where people see me at way less than my best and they love me anyway and they love me through those things, right? Yeah. Um, that's the kind of, of belonging that we, we want to have. And, uh, and we believe that that's um, that that's how we were created. We believe we were created with this desire um, and this need for connection 
first with, with God, but then also with, with other human beings. And uh, so we want to have a rich culture of, of belonging here. The other thing that comes to mind talking about belonging is the, the importance of um, sticking through the hard times together. Like I think of the family here and my kids, like they fight all the time, but through their, through their conflict and their tension and their fighting, they like were, they still have the sense that they belong together. And within, within my home, like I think they fight more than they do with their siblings than they do with their friends because they have that sense of belonging almost like just baked into their concept of this, of their relationship. So they know that even if they make a mistake and they offend and they forgive and then we walk through that, that like if they offend me and I discipline them, then we are like, that's not changing the nature of our relationship that we are, we still belong to one another. And that fits well with this campaign of life-changing community because if we have this deep sense of belonging together within the church, that can be so formative for us as we walk through, as we walk through difficult times together, as we see each other not at our best, and as we, as we even like, offend and forgive and reconcile and move through this process together of, of belonging to one another, that's where so much life change and so much good formation happens within the church. Definitely. All righty, we will be back tomorrow talking about a couple more of these core values. Thanks for listening.